Nothing's better than going to Chris's house and trying to find the blanket where he's half nude with pizza covering his junk. It's a show by Chris and Neil with all great movies. They are the real deal. We watch them all so you don't have to. It's movies that don't suck and some that do. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, it's a new episode of Movies That Don't Suck and Some Do. My name's Neil. And I'm Chris. And today we got two, count them, two big horror movies that are out there in the world for consuming during spooky season. It is spooky season and full, full blow spooky season, like... Yeah. Well, how many pumpkin lattes have you had so far? I'm not a basic bitch, so I haven't had any. <laughs> You're a huge pumpkin guy. I know. You like that pumpkin no, spice. No, actually, I'm one of those people that doesn't like pumpkin spice. It's just not for me. You're like... You're not only are you pumpkin spice, you're you're like the pumpkin spice. Like there's sporty spice, there's scary spice and posh spice and baby spice, and you are ginger spice and you're pumpkin spice. I'd be Cajun spice if I was anything, but um... Oh <laughs> Oh, uh, but you're not Cajun. You're from Texas. Uh, I, my family is from Louisiana, so I'm going Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're my mom. And they my got mom tired you know. of being eaten by alligators. Well, so. yeah, well, I don't know. Louisiana's one of the, yeah, that's whatever. But, uh, yeah. All I, right. <laughs> All right, so the two movies we're talking this week, of course, are horror movies, because that's what's coming out constantly this, this month. We we're watching uh, them all. First, yeah, and we're going to try to watch every single one. We might have an episode where there's like five movies on it. You'll see what happens. <laughs> Just to see, if we, to catch up with all of them that we mm. missed for the month. The first one we're watching is VHS. VHS no, is a movie. We, that, that one's from a few years ago. We, had, we watched VHS. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. VHS. No, we were no, watching VHS. No, not that one either. Ah, VHS. The vi- viral. No, was no, good. That's not the one. Oh, my gosh. Either. VHS 94. No, that's the only thing we watched uh, last year. VHS 99. No, that's the only thing we watched last year as well. Okay, so it's VHS 85. Correct, there which we go. The Shutter Original <laughs> just came out this past weekend. If you don't know, uh, the VHS movies are an anthology movie series. And they're fun as fuck, have, too. They're fun as fuck. And, yeah, they are great. They are like Tales from a Crypt, mm-hmm. uh, Creep Show, uh, things like that. If you remember that kind of anthology kind of films, mm-hmm. uh, horror films. Um, this is starting uh, James Ranswin. Yes, please. Yes, Denver PD. Uh huh. You're here for the missing kids. Yes, sir. And if there's anything, you don't know. Come inside. Come on. Samson, stop it! All right, let's show you something. Yeah, right over here. So, all the kids live in the same district, right? They'll walk to and from school. They were all grabbed on the way home from school, except for Robin Arlano. He was grabbed on a Saturday afternoon on his way to the store to get some pop and a candy. Sir, we're well aware. Listen, he has to be able to grab these kids and get them back to his place very quickly, which means he's got a house with a garage. And he can't risk them getting away or waking him up if he's knocking them out, which means that the grabber has to live somewhere in this area right here. Mr. It's Max. Mr. Max. Mr. Max. It's just... It's just Max. My friends call me Max. So that's from the Black Phone. One of the my favorite characters from that is that crazy crown guy. <laughs> and we'll talk about later how that movie actually influenced part of VHS eighty five. Okay. And then also on this uh, on on the movie VH eighty five uh, pops up Freddie Rodriguez. Have you no regard for 
anything or anyone other than yourself? Other than your appetites? Excuse me? You made love to my sister? During my father's funeral? The man hadn't even been in the ground an hour. Benny. What kind of an animal are you? Benny, Izzy and her husband were already having problems. You knew this. She was upset. Of course she was upset. We had just put my father in the ground. She was vulnerable. You took advantage of... Yeah, so... Yeah. yeah, that's from Bull, which has been on TV for since 2016. Man, really? I didn't even know. I didn't even know that show existed. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> also in this movie, uh, Jordan Belfi. Yeah, I'd think that too if I didn't see you dive under that car to avoid me today, but I did. Made me curious, so much so that I pulled a Ewing and went snooping, and guess what I found? Office space that says, "Unless your wife's baby blanket biz went big time." You are about to open the largest agency in town. I want partnership, corner office, and a million dollars guaranteed salary. A, you wouldn't get that even if I did like you, Davies, and B, even if I were taking space, which I am not, you fucked me last year. Do you really think we can work together? Come on, Ari, we're all animals. We just go wherever there's the most food. From Entourage, a show I didn't watch because I'm not a douche asshole. Um... Hey, man, you go eat a wall burger and then you go oh, watch so Entourage. Jimmy Piven is in that show. Apparently, he's the biggest asshole in show business. Supposedly, yes. And which sucks because he was good in, remember, PCU? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember a uh, Larry Sanders show or even The, the Goods? Goods? The Goods Sell Hard? Oh, yeah. The goods. yeah. DJ Request. <laughs> Don't let them get you down. Anyway, yeah. um, and then also uh, Danny Deliti. Oh, I think Danny Deet. Is it Deliti? Uh, it's Deliti. Okay. I just I'm... I just listened to him. Okay. I'm gonna have to ask you both to step out of the vehicle, please. Me... Not make this more complicated. Step out of the car, please. I'm gonna ask you a few questions, then we're gonna take a look inside the car. If you want to search this vehicle, you're gonna have to get a warrant. You a lawyer? No. Well, we have your license plate information, so uh, you two just be extra careful. That's her in uh, all Ozark. Ozark. Ozarks, yeah. Why do you think I chose it? Because okay. she is a cop. She plays a cop in almost everything. There's like six different shows and movies that we watched, that we have watched, that um, <laughs> literally she is a background cop in and I, I i just started laughing it was getting so unreal like literally the real video that i watched of hers was literally just her playing a cop in all these different movies <laughs> that we've seen but uh that is the cast of vhs or some of the cast of yeah, vhs of 85 that's the first movie we're going to talk about tonight the second movie we're going to talk about is of course the one that's been at the box number one at the box office for the last two weekends running the one the only Saw. Now, Saw uh, no, is not that one. one of the... Not that one. That's the first no, one. I mean, Saw. No, no, that's the second one. We, we did that. that, that saw. No, not that no. one either. Saw. No, just... We saw... No, Saw. Not that one. Not that this one. The Saw? No. Is it that Saw? No, not, no, not that one. Is it this Saw? No. 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 Is it that Saw? No. no. Oh, okay. It's this Saw. Saw 10 or Saw X, as you want to call it. I don't know. Uh, it's it's, it's yeah. the 10th one, right? This is the 10th one? 
It's the tenth one. Okay. Yes, I Jeez. just showed you all the posters. You want all the posters? Here, God, put no, it right no, in front no, of you. Okay. All. There you go. There's all this all okay, posters. All right. You know, that's all ten of them, bro. Okay. All right, but anyway, yes, it's Saw Ten, featuring of bringing back one of the legend himself, the man, the reason we all watch Saw in the first place, Mister Tobin Bell. I had literally driven myself to suicide, and I had failed. My body had not been strong enough to repel cancer cells. Yet I had lived through a plunge off a cliff. But to my amazement, I was alive. And I was determined to spend the rest of my days testing the fabric of human nature. Do you understand, Eric? You had a chance to do something good right now, John. Just tell me where my son is. I'll help you. I don't need your help, and I can tell you still don't understand. Those who don't appreciate life do not deserve life. Yeah, it's uh, him as Jigsaw. Oh! Him, John Kramer himself. Oh, God. I mean, I could have picked so many different clubs. But if we're going to talk Saw 10, we got to pick... You know, the first time we actually hear him have a good conversation, yeah, yeah, which that sure. was from Saw 2, if mm-hmm. you didn't know. Yeah, yeah. He's Donnie to... Wahlberg, yeah. one of the owners of Wahlberg Burgers, just saying, go get one. Wahlbergs are okay. <laughs> they're okay. Burgers, they're, pretty, they're pretty decent. I'm not going to lie. It was a good burger. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say it was the best burger I ever had in my entire existence on the planet Earth. What's your favorite burger you ever had? We'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, who else in this movie? <laughs> Uh, Shawnee Smith. Yeah, the name of the town I live in. Shawnee. <laughs> Someone's your test, detective. I don't need one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because I didn't take my life for granted. You're still dragging your knuckles on the ground. What do you know about life? Just so you guys know, Saw X is a prequel. Takes between takes place between Saw and Saw Two. Yeah, it's not one of the facts I have later, but that's yeah. okay for ruining that. Uh, anyway, um, that. it's, it's, it's the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah, I know. Just, <laughs> but um, and and Shawnee Smith, if you don't know, is pretty much like a legend in horror movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's been everything. But, uh, she was in the video game Lollipop Chainsaw. She was in The Stand. She was in uh, The Grudge. She was in, like, I man, I, I'm trying to think of all of them off they the top. Fa- they off found the top her. Of she found her place in the... Carnival in the- Souls. Yeah. Uh, gosh, dang it. There's so many more. The Shining TV miniseries. She did a lot of Stephen King. X-Files. The Stand, yeah, yeah. man. So many different things. But anyway, and also in this film, the wonderful Saul X, Stephen Brand, everybody. You know what I see? Fear. You have lost your power. Throw it all away.
my magic. I see your fate, Hollow King. And its time has come. You wish to test magic against steel? So that's from uh, the Scorpion King. It was some of the worst CGI I've ever seen. And oh, the, the first ever standalone rock movie, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, where he was the main character. Yeah, that's the... why I picked it. Okay. Because the rock is always so around. So when I saw this, I saw Stephen Brandon. I'm like, is, is, is that Carl Urban? <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's, it's not, not Billy Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> But Saw 10 is the second movie we'll be talking about tonight. Also, all right, Chris, tell everybody where they can find us. You can find us online, moviesdon'tsuck.net. We're at w2mnet.com. That's a, W2 is number two, and M is moviesnet.com. You'll find us there on a bunch of other really cool podcasts. Uh, we're also on Facebook at facebook.com. podcast. We're on X at MTS Podcast. We're on Instagram at MTS Podcast. We're on Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash news don't suck. You'll find us there. Throw us a dollar or two. You'll get a value meal. Uh, also, we're on Bonfire. Go to bonfire.com slash movies don't suck and some that do, and you'll find us there. We're on uh, YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe. You can watch the Facebook like that page. And if you're watching on Twitch, go ahead and subscribe. And if you're just listening to us on your listening device on a podcast app, go ahead and subscribe. So whenever I upload the podcast, it'll be ready for you And whenever you, uh, you know, I upload it. Uh, and where do you find podcasts? You find movies that don't suck and something to do. Neil, what do you do for small businesses? For small businesses, we will advertise you. You just got to tell us who you are. We'll be more than happy to put your information right here to our thousands of followers, our millions of listeners. And today, because it is one of those wonderful days of the Halloween season, like mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to be advertising another haunted house Every day, this this every episode this month, this time it is the one that's close to home for good old Chris. Mm-hmm. It is the one, the only, the Edge of Hell, <laughs> the Beast, and Macabre Cinema. Macabre. Now I'm telling you three of them, <laughs> and you're thinking you said one, but you just told me three different ones. Well, it's because they're on the same block. Yeah, in they're the all West in the West Bottoms of Kansas City. You can literally you can find them. The address is thirteen hundred West Twelfth Street, Kansas City, Missouri. But you can lit it's a whole area called the West Bottoms. It's three of the best haunted houses in the entire United States of America. Uh, in fact, from their website. The 49th Halloween season tradition of visiting the edge of hell is underway in 2023. Visitors go through the depths of hell, this multi-story haunted house. The haunt features phobias, a five-story fright from heaven to hell, plus the world's record longest living snake, Ratman, vampires, and the devil on hand in your path by purgatory, hounds of hell. And a stone cold crisp, a truly sensory expensive that brings on the heat. And I got a couple of pictures that I found from around the web of people that actually work at the haunted house. Here's a couple here. There's one there, the devil looking. Ooh, that that did blurred out really bad when I got it up. <laughs> but uh, that, there's there's the street with a good old clown just walking up and down it. The beast, the hound of edge of hell. Uh, there's the world's largest snake. Is it that, that, that's a real snake? 
That is a real snake. In Look fact, all that. Uh, I think I have where it sits in. No, I don't. Okay. I, I thought I had where it sits in, but there, it sits in like right in the front. It's in a. Yeah. Uh, they have fire throwers. They got dancing. There's like literally a group of people that like over the loudspeakers. All of a sudden, you'll hear thriller, and thriller will start, and all of a sudden, a group of people coming out of the crowd that were standing right next to you start dancing thriller like uh you know, like the good old days of. What was that called that they did flash mobs like flash mobs back in the day? When I worked at Six Flags Tower, Texas, um, mm-hmm. I, I went through Fright, Fright Fest, right? And that happened with the, the thriller. Every hour, the dancer would just show up out of nowhere and do the throw dance, which is pretty cool. But, uh, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, The Beast, The Edge of Hell, and The Macrob Cinema. Literally, you can look them up at KC Beast Edge. Uh, it's WWE dot facebook.com slash kc beast edge or you can go to their page edge of uh just to give you a quick review like chris likes to give a good review mm-hmm. someone wrote this just last week we were visiting from out of state and wanted to try a haunted house while we were in town and happened to hit this one on opening night we were positively surprised the atmosphere is awesome and i feel like the 35 dollars was worth the 45 minutes in the haunted house yeah literally it's a great time there one of them has a a big slide that you can go down um i think i have a picture of it somewhere there it is a big slide that you go down at the end after you go through it then another one has like a haunted forest that you're in for half time so literally if you get a chance go to edgeofhell.com when you're in kansas city make sure to stop by it is one of the best horror uh horror houses of all times is it horror houses haunted house let's yeah. go haunted house, <laughs> go haunted house. I think horror house is a completely different yeah, kind it's of place it's different it's still fun <laughs> yeah you wouldn't know i mean you're from texas they had horror houses all over the place in texas uh, i'm not from nevada though so I need to visit them, um, but you know we, we I think it's time we're 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 there's twenty minutes and I think we, we yeah about time to talk about a movie. Let's talk about VHS eighty five. Tell them about it, Chris. So it's a uh, directed. There are three directors in this: David Bruckner, Scott Derrickson, and Tasha Kermani. There's kind of be more. Is that there's like five of them? Here, yeah. give me a second. I'll get them all for you right okay. here. Boom. So uh, David Bruckner did Total Copy. Scott Derrickson did Dream Kill. Natasha Carmine did TK No Good. TK No God. I'm say Mike P. Nelson No Wake and Gigi Salguero did God of Death. Um, this stars James Ransom in the unnamed role. Uh, Please, yes, Denver PD. Uh huh. You're here for the missing kids. Also, Freddie Rodriguez is Detective Wayne Johnson. Have you no regard? Uh, Jordan Belfry. Uh, Jordan Belfi as Dr. Spratling. Yeah, I'd think that too if I didn't see you dive under that car to avoid me today. And uh, D- Danny Diditi, uh, she, what was her role in this? Oh, yeah, Danny Diditi is just an officer, like you said, police officer. I'm going to have to ask you both to step out of the vehicle. Um, Neil, why don't you read the storyline for this? Is there a storyline? There might be. Oh, uh, yeah. <sighs> 
I, I can't even imagine what the storyline's going to be. Okay. An ominous broadcast brings viewers forgotten memory, uh, nightmares of the 1980s. A disaster recovering crew unlashes the wrath of an ancient god. A lake that brings the dead back to life. A performance art piece makes contact with a creature from the beyond. And all guns out undead bloodbath and a disturb, disturbing vision. Of videotaped murders. And there's one more. Like that's a good. That's a good way to explain it. And there's one more. Though. I mean, like I was wondering how the hell they're going to explain it, and that's a good explanation. I gotta tell you, man. I really. This one's probably my second favorite of the VHS, or maybe my first favorite. I loved, I, uh, I loved every I, I watched it this. twice. Yeah, I, I watched it twice. Well, once once I watched it, and the first time I watched it, I forgot to write quotes. Okay. Yeah, and so therefore I went back and rewatched it so I could write all the quotes. So there are, a f- and then when I got to page number eight of the quotes, yeah, did you just hear me? Yeah, let me. You want me to repeat that for you? Okay, sorry. When I got to page number eight of quotes, <laughs> I was writing down. I was just like, I got to stop writing stuff down. Yeah, <laughs> like there's. So many good. Each uh, each one of these is now uh, just like all the other VHSs, um, which I have right there. Boom! All the VHSs that, that have come out, they literally um, each one of them is its own beast in a way. But each one of them is still the same thing. There's these small stories on this VHS tape, and there's one overall story going on as like, it was the main thing that was on the tape and people. And if you guys don't know this, especially you younger people, uh, what you do is you would record stuff over the stuff that you recorded previously. So like, therefore, if, if say you, uh, wanted to record wheel of fortune and jeopardy was already on there, you would probably get little bigots, uh, little pieces of jeopardy at the beginning before your wheel of fortune episode kicked in that you pushed in. Or you would put ta- tape on the tabs in there. So you record over stuff they didn't want you to record over. You know, like, yeah. 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 Like I had a, I had a, uh, videotape that was literally like, it was the third of each movie. Mm-hmm. It was the third Back to the Future, the third Retur- <laughs> uh, Return of the Jedi, and then the third Smoking the Bandit, yeah. all in one tape. Nice. <laughs> like, I, like, I don't know who did it. I didn't even record it. I didn't record it. Someone else <laughs> recorded it and it ended up in my ownership. But that was the move. That was a videotape I'd go to sleep to all mm-hmm. the time nice. as a kid. Nice. So uh, there were, um, there were th- I guess, five stories. Right, uh, but one mm-hmm. of really one of us to connect to the other. Which, by the way, when those two came together, I was like, "This is amazing!" <laughs> like, like I was that like it made the movie to me. Those two connecting ones, those two connecting segments. But really, oh yeah. But really, I liked I liked all this shit. I liked it all. Yeah, I like um. There, there's two of them that I think really connected more than um than more than meets the eye. It's and that's going to be the. The earthquake one and the one with the technology. Yeah. Because I think that was the same mm. enemy, oh, the same so? bad guy. I didn't think so. If, I, I've watched it twice. All right, man. Say so. So, so <laughs> I was kind of looking out for things. Okay. And the second time. And I think that that entity got rewoken up or whatever. But 
but there are some segments in this one. Um, I don't know what segment it was called, but the one that has to do with the seven was great. Oh, yeah, that's part of No Wake. It's the, the yeah. one connected with the lake. Uh, yeah, and the lake one, which uh, No Wake was great. Um, there were, I mean, the there's one about a character named Rory that I'm not going to, you know, go mm-hmm. into detail about, but I like that one as well. And the fact that um, there was the uh, goth kid in the investigation <laughs> room. Man, I, I love kill, that yeah. kid. Dream kill. Kid, yeah, yeah, dream kill. That one was just ridiculous. You, you've been friends with that kid growing up, right? I was that kid growing <laughs> up. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the the goth kid that like was just like randomly there. Was just like, I love that. I love that one too. Going? That was that was awesome. I really love that. Uh, I mean, like I loved all the segments in this one, uh, but some of them like more than others. But this was a very 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 solid, uh, very solid entry in the VHS eighty five. Like they and I, they could do one each year for every year, and I'd be happy as long as we get like basically. Tales from the Crypt again, you know? I mean, they, they only done 94, 99, and 85 are the only ones that they have, I think, as actual years. years. Yeah, so they can do, like, other ones, but... they they So they got still got all the 80s. They can mm-hmm. go back to the 80s and do all the years of the 80s. They got all the way up to, what, like, 99? They could do probably 2001, <laughs> you know, or VHS 2004, you know? Uh, No, I don't think so, because about that time, it, it kind of went to digital. Okay. So, but, but still, they still have a good, or they could just do VHS and name it something. Yeah. Instead of just doing the year. Because it's, it's a very fun movie. It's, I mean. And here is the big fact I was trying to tell you. Scott Derrickson's segment is actually in the universe of the black phone. Yeah. The one, the dream kill segment, which is crazy. Yes. It's insane. So this is one of those fun finds. Definitely, if you have Shutter, go go watch this. And if you're this if is, you're a horror fan, you should have Shutter. Yeah, you should have Shutter. Yeah. Definitely. And again, they do not pay us to say this. Yeah. They should pay us by this point to say <laughs> have, this, have the compliments we do give them. Uh, but should this is one of those movies that it is just it's fun, fun, fun Halloween fun. It and we, is literally, and we really don't want to give anything away because each film is short. We, we don't want to talk too much about them. But they're all great. I mean, things. this is the longest in the series. This whole entire film is two hours long. Yeah, and it's great though. All of it's great. <laughs> but it is a really good video. It, it's it's a really good collection of video, and you gotta watch it because. There, there's things that like little parts of it, like a commercial from the 1980s will pop in for half a second. Yeah. And then like, then all of a sudden there's, um, you know, then they'll be at the lake <laughs> and then they'll be at the investigation room. Then they'll be in a room in the uh, living room in the eighties, hanging out, talking about stuff. And it just gets to the point where you're just like, man, What's going to happen next? And that's the great. If you want to be surprised, this is one of those movies that is going to surprise you. Mm-hmm. It's great. I was all about this. So, uh, Neil, I'm just, you got eight pages of notes. I think you should go through me four of them. <laughs> all right. We're going to go for 17 of them then. All right, cool. At first glance, Rory was American as a Happy Meal. We're building a tent. Oh, yeah, right now. Yeah, remember the guy doing the Macho Man? I remember the guy doing I'm the sure Macho you do. Man. I'm sure you do. 
Yeah, yeah. When he did that, I was like, I'm writing that down for sure. <laughs> I think I'm going to go. Now give me the gun. If I were a zombie, we would be dead, and I would feel and and I feel more alive than ever right now. Uh, the team gave him a renderless schedule. Rory went to school at the day and got tested at night. The camera loves me, Lasto. It has nothing to do with you. Smile on the TV like a queen with the confidence of a bitch. <laughs> it's just like you there. That's just like me. Just like you. Motherfucker, drop the camera already. Our God has risen from the underground. Our God will be sustained. Our God will feed and collect. The team was inspired by the lack of progress. We care about us, but existence itself doesn't. We treat other intelligent life forms horrible. Why wouldn't we expect the same if they get the upper hand? I can see your screen. That's creepy. Oh, dude, why are you watching porn while we're on the freaking podcast? That's oh, just so I weird. I can see this for a reflection. <laughs> <laughs> Who here believes in God? No, I, I'm really asking. Your God is dead, and you're not even surprised. We, we killed God and replaced him with technology. I call this thing here my iPhones. <laughs> you did this. You killed gods we worshipped for a millennial and replaced them with technogloves and iPhones. This is my cousin James Bean. He's a complete loser, as always. <laughs> Some families celebrate confirmations, baptisms, bar mitzvahs, quincieras, but this the but the Wrigleys, we do something a little different, don't we? <laughs> to the seven. To the seven. To the seven. <laughs> You fight? Yeah. No, no, I'm just, I'm scanning which ones I don't want to, yeah, I don't yeah. want to say. Yeah. Uh, we got the tape, we got the tape three days ago, so nothing that doesn't involve him being a time traveler is my theory. <laughs> he has the dream, some are prophetic. You're not going to kill me. I know how it ends. I just dreamt it. And that's it. That's all of them. All right, guys. Uh, Neil, uh, I'm gonna give this one probably a four. It's a it's a great it's a great uh, great um entry in the VHS series. Probably my second favorite. That's the first one. Uh, I I I'll go about four. Yeah, I'll go four with you. I don't know. Yeah, I'll go four. I'll go four even. Mm -hmm. I think this is definitely uh, one of those good movies that everybody needs to know. Neil, I'm on DriveToMeDoesIt.com. What's the audience score for VHS 85? Audience score is going to be 72%. You're really close, 71. Damn it. <laughs> All right. I can't hit it on the button anymore. What is the critic score on Run for VHS 85? 
Uh, it's going to be 76%. 70%. Damn it. What there's, was the consensus? There's no consensus on this one for some reason, but there are some reviews I'll read. This is a, a bad review and a good review. So this is from uh, Rebecca Johnson of Film Focus Online. She says, Despite the stories being short, they are quite slow and the horror is minimal. It's hard not to feel underwhelmed by the end of each chapter as the horror takes too long to begin, then doesn't stick around for long enough. Whatever. And this is from... Uh, this is uh, from Sarah Michelle Fetters of MovieFreak.com. She says, VHS 85 is an absolute blast of gore, laughs, frights, and mayhem. So, I liked it more than uh, it looks like most people. So, <laughs> I don't know why. But it's a good movie. It's a, it's a great entry in the VHS series, and I was pleasantly surprised now how much I enjoyed it. All right, you know. Uh, you got stuff pulled up for news? I think, I think it's news. I'm trying, man, but you just keep talking. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is the Movies Don't Suck and Some Good News. I'm... Let me redo that. I got like a... Okay, yeah, let's just swallow. swallow. Let's do it. This is the movies that don't suck and some that do news. I'm going to read stuff to Chris because he's blind in both eyes because he threw bleach in his eyes when he was young to not see another picture. All right, Neil, I'm ready for the news to throw at me. All right, Ridley Scott reveals that Napoleon's director's cut is over four and a half hours long. Man, I don't know who we watched that for hour and a half long. The theatrical release screened by the partnership with Sony, followed by the director's cut for streaming distribution. Um, the original movie is only two hours and 37 minutes, so it's not as long as Killer on the Flower Moons, which is 442 hours we'll long. We'll be seeing that theater, too. Uh, it goes out next week, the week after? Uh, maybe. I'll maybe be I'll seeing the theaters, at least. I'll be seeing theaters. No, I won't. I'm not. We're not seeing it until the end of October, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'm supposed to be seeing it though. Horror movie. Yeah, month. I know. I know. We will talk about it a little bit later after. Michael Mann has confirmed Heat Two is on, like the break of dawn. He had to wait till it was all done with the strike before he could make any confirms. Uh, Michael Mann confirms that after the success of his newest movie, Ferrari, he will be making Heat Two. His next project, a long-awaited sequel to his classic thriller, Man Plans to Develop in the Formative Years of Vincent Hanna, playing Blight of Al Pacino, originally portrayed by Robert De Niro in Heat. Mm-hmm. He wants to explore the events that shaped these characters before the events of the first film. How are they going to do that? Because they're like all like, like fucking old as shit now. Well, Adam Driver's playing some one of them. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Yeah, they're not gonna. It's not gonna be. Is Tommy Alvarino de-aged? <laughs> All right, everybody. Here it is, straight from the mouth of the man himself. Nobody, not one, is returning for James Gunn's DCU. Anybody that was in Zack Snyder's Justice League. In any of that, love all those movies whatsoever, they are not going to be the Justice League. 
None of them are going to be replaying. So Jason Momoa is not going to be a part of that Justice League. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom will mark the end of the DCEU, paving the way for James Gunn and Peterson to explore their own direction in the world of DC Comics. While Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck have confirmed their departure, Gal Gadot, Ezra Miller, and Jason Momoa's future in the franchise were uncertain until now. According to the report from Variety, the trio may return for James Gunn future projects, but not in their previous roles. Mm. How's it make you feel? So no more. They're done. Are you upset? No. Okay, good. I'm glad. I mean you're you're creating your own universe. Yeah, wipe it clean. You already got rid of the two best people who were in the, the series. Might as well just wipe it all clean. Okay, so you said they got rid of Ben Affleck. Right? Yeah, you been rid of Ben Affleck who's your favorite Batman. They got rid of Jason Moe who you like a lot. Yeah. Sorry, man. Uh, well, Henry. Oh yeah, Henry. He's got Henry. Yeah, okay. and Jason Momoa doesn't look like Aquaman, but he was a good Aquaman. Let's just throw that out there. And then the, the, you're gonna that, get blonde-haired, blue-eyed Aquaman. I mean, but his brother in that, in that, you know, Patrick Wilson's a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Aquaman's brother. But uh, yeah, that's that's coming yeah, out. Think, Ocean Master. Yeah, I think it's coming out what like next Soon. month, right? And next Aquaman. Yes. Okay, let's talk about Aquaman for a second, since you're so into talking about not, Aquaman. Not really. Jason Momoa allegedly arrived drunk on the set, dressed like Johnny Depp. Is that a stab at Johnny Depp? Is he making fun of Johnny Depp by doing that? Documents released from the Depp Heard defamation trial reveals a hostile atmos- atmosphere on the Aquaman sequel set, with Heard feeling unsupported by her director, James Wan. Although these are allegations, reps from Momoa and Wan have yet to respond, while DC and Insider have defended that the that the professionalism and positive work, and it was a work positive work environment. Man, that's it's kind of, I mean, I don't know. I kind of feel bad for everyone involved in in that sort of defamation trial. But uh, there goes um, fucking uh, Jason Moa throwing shade, basically. Hey, man, it's the world we live in. It's the world we live in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Cena revealed this past week um, why he was doing an interview for after uh, Fastlane this past Saturday, which was WWE's pay-per-view where him and L.A. Knight wrestled together. John John, uh, Cena reflects on his past criticisms and acknowledges his mistakes and his approach towards The Rock showing humidity and saying, hey, man, publicly and personally to Dwayne Johnson, I've stated that although I thought I was trying to do what's best for business, I went about it the wrong way. I violated his trust and I made allegations about his perspective that I knew nothing about. And now... And deep down, I was a fan. I wanted The Rock back. I wanted him to do everything to get The Rock back. But I did it the wrong way. I did it in, so I didn't do it the respectful way. So I had to eat a lot of crow for that. So what is he talking about, guys? He's talking about that now John Cena is a part-time wrestler and a part-time actor. Mm-hmm. And that's what The Rock did at first was he was just part-time. He'd only be around a little bit. And John Cena then says, hey, man. I, if I'm filming a movie, I can't be a wrestler because yeah. if I get injured, it's everybody's out of a job. Yeah. It's not just me. It's everybody that's in the movie is out of a job. And now he gets the perspective the Rock had back in the day. Yeah, I get it. Hello? I'm here. Whoa. Okay, that was weird. What's going on? 
All my screens just went blank. It was back? weird. I get don't worry, I fixed it. Yeah, I'm back. Okay. The 48th anniversary of the greatest musical of all time will be hitting this Halloween. Oh, Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yes, you knew it when I said the greatest ever. Now, there are different cities that are going to be toured, and what's going to happen is you can either meet Barry Boswick, who played Brad, uh, the word I can't call him now because that's illegal, but Brad, um, it rhymes with Brad. Okay, gotcha, okay. And then Patricia Quinn who played Magenta, will be on the other part of the list. So look for neighboring sittings. Uh, I know Lincoln Theater in Washington, D.C. I know they're doing it in Kansas City. I know they're doing it in Dallas, Texas. But um, literally just look up uh, Warren Theater in Ohio. Like literally just look up your area to see where the 40th anniversary, and you can go meet one of the celebrities from Rocky Horror Picture Show and do the time warp with them. So one of the things that I did when I, uh, when I first day Leah, is we went to a live, live event, uh, uh, screening at the Legendary Inwood Theater in Dallas for our Hero Picture Show. And there's a picture of me with a red V in my forehead that the, one of the guys in line said, oh, you're a virgin for this. So he took lipstick or a V on my forehead. That's a picture of me with that. Yeah. yeah. So we all knew that. We all knew you're a virgin I when wasn't. you got married. No, I wasn't. But, you know. You're virgin, bro. Just get over it. It's okay. You can be a virgin. I'm not 40 yet. So. Hey, this past weekend, if you missed it, Will Ferrell was spotted DJing a college frat party. You can go see the <laughs> video on TikTok. Will Ferrell surprises fans by DJing a frat party at the, his alma mater, the University of Southern California, or USC, uh, showcasing his talents behind acting. Ferrell's legendary status reinforced as he plays a song that samples his own dialogues from the film Blades of Glory, <laughs> a tribute he was flattered by. Will Ferrell's DJing is sure conjured of fond old memories of Frank the Tank from... Old school. All right, all right. I think I have all the ones I want to talk about. Ridley Scott teases Denzel Washington's rich guy uh, with a grudge will be part of the wonderful movie Gladiator 2. Okay. Come That's on. his how his character is going to be portrayed. Which guy with a grudge, all right? I'm, I'm into that. I'm into that. Now, Denzel Washington collaborated again with director Ridley Scott and Gladiator 2, showcasing his exceptional talent in Hollywood and his track record of award-winning performances. Scott reveals that Washington's character in Gladiator 2 is a rich man with a shimmying grudge against his oppressors, promising a compelling narrative that explores his backstory. And Yeah. I'm down, yeah, right? Denzel's anytime, a... let's just be honest. Anytime Denzel Washington's is anything, man, we're gonna. Yeah, we're right there. Like, when was the last time you didn't see a Denzel Washington movie? I can't remember. He's just so good in everything. <laughs> I mean, like every movie. <laughs> um, people who don't like the new Exorcist are going and bombarding the original Exorcist on Rotten Tomatoes. Are they? Are they saying they just don't like the Exorcist altogether, or? I mean, you and I will get our thoughts on the new one next week, right? 
Yes. Okay. It says that Rotten Tomatoes approval rating for The Exorcist has dropped from 84% down to 74% due to the additional 70 new reviews, including previously unavailable ones. Man, I like hey, guys. Don't go dog on Exorcist just because you don't like something. Yeah, the first, the first one, fantastic. It's a fantastic movie. It's one of the best horror films ever made. One of the best. So just yep. chill out, guys. Chill out. Hey, guys. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's has already recouped its production's cost oh, for pre- pre- prior to even one person seeing it in a theater yet. Wow. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Uh, Blumhouse Productions' adaption of Five Nights at Freddy already has the production costs covered thanks to the film's distribution rights, uh, signing the movie's potential success. Uh, Blumhouse has invested only $20 million into the project, with the substantial portion going to Jim Hansen Studios for the animatronics. They've already got it back. They already got their $20 million back. I uh, I watched, uh, actually, I downloaded Five Nights at Freddy's for the PS5, so hopefully I can get to that. <laughs> My buddy Jason said Neil should do a Forrest Gump style t shirt logo with the beard. <laughs> uh, I'm going to look it up. I'll figure out how to do that later. Who's Mike Latouris? Who's Mike Latouris? Huh? I have no idea. But I mean, you can uh, actually. Do you want to you want to say that one more time and try to figure? I out know what it's that name Mike Latouris. I know exactly. Cause might as well be, okay. He should have Mike Oxpig. Well, it's for Mike Oxpig, but he didn't do that. But uh, yeah, uh, I know. I know. Who that, I don't know who that is. But all right, all right, all right let's continue on. Right. Thank you. As soon as you read the name, you didn't just continue. I just don't understand how you. Well, I understand it was Mike Latouris, but I was like, I was just fucking around. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not that Yeah, dense. I know you don't know anything about the Clitoris. It's okay. Uh, Rebel Moon producer <laughs> reveals R-rated extended cut runtime and new details. Producer uh, Deborah Snyder reveals that Zack Snyder's upcoming film, Rebel Moon, will have an extended director's cut that is intentionally planned and not an afterthought, offering a more intense and violent portrayal of the story. There'll be an added 45 minutes to an hour longer to the original film. Okay. Cool. I know you want it. I, of course, I want it. You want it hard. I know you do. That sounds like. Tell a, me how much you want it. it how much like, you want it? I don't. I don't know what's going on. So, tell me what you tell me that you like it. I want it. Okay, there we go. I'm using that later okay. for a weird, weird audio cut. Anyway, filmmaker Del Toro, Gilmore Del Toro, uh, Frankenstein will start shooting in February. Christopher Waltz has just joined the project. Now that makes it um, so that's Andrew Garfield, Oscar Isaac, Christopher Waltz, and Mia Goth are all shooting Frankenstein. Del Toro's Frankenstein. I hear Mia Goth, and I'm like, yeah, okay, fuck yeah. I'm just, yeah, you love Mia Goth oh, now. Dude, Ever dude. since X and Pearl, you've been all about it. I can't wait for Maxine. Oh, dude. I can't wait for Arnold Schwarzenegger wants to pump you up on the big screen and would <laughs> love Conan O'Brien to make his Hans and Franz movie. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger loved the script for the unmade Hans and Franz movie and hopes it gets produced. The movie would have featured Schwarzenegger as a key component and included ridiculous and humorous scenes. Makes sense. Kevin Nealon, Dana Garvey, Conan O'Brien, and Robert Schmeagel uh, were all working together to develop the sketch into a full-length film. Uh, 
I mean, I don't know how they do it now. They're all old, right? Yeah, they're all, they're pro- I mean, I'm sure they can do it, right? Somehow. Um, I don't know, man. Can you do it? I can do it hard and fast. Uh, I mean, I heard fast. Yeah. I heard fast. <laughs> Uh, da, da, da. By, by the way, the guy Mike on here, he uh, he's talking about the the show Echo, but I, I don't know what that is. It's coming on Disney Plus though. No, I don't know what that is. Is that about like? Is that like a superhero guy? Is it? Wait, is it? Is it? Are you joking? I don't know who Echo is, honestly. Uh, yep, 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 yep. All right, and uh, Fantastic Four director teases start of filming, says movie is unlike anything Marvel has ever done. Director Matt Shakem has confirmed that the Fantastic Four movie is coming together and will be filming in the UK in spring of 2024. The casting announcement for the roles of Reed Richards, Sue Storm, John Storm, and Ben Grimm is expected to be made the moment, the moment... The actors' strike is over. I, I know they're talking right now. I know they went in for talks today. I don't know if they get get a deal yet, though. I don't know how close they are. Are you ready for this one? This one makes me happy. You ready? This was this news. This news story is all because of I put it down. You ready? Yeah. They live producer drops big hint about a possible future project based off of They Live. Producer Sandy King hints at a potential new project related to Day Live, suggesting it's an ongoing relevance in today's world. John Carpenter and Sandy King's new venture, Suburban Screams, aims to shed light on the victims of true crime stories. But after that, they're thinking about going on to seeing what the world was like during They Live. They live, they laugh, they love. <laughs> That'll be the next two words that they laugh and they love. <laughs> right. They laugh, they love. They should do. Oh my god, that is perfect. Live, laugh, love, and all that stuff. Oh, dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. David Gordon Green and Danny McBride are developing an animated series of one of the most famous trading cards of all time. Yu-Gi-Oh. No, more famous than that. Pokemon. More famous than that. Trading cards. Uh, fuck it. What's more famous than that? Oh, Magic the Gathering. Way more famous than that. What is it, dude? The Garbage Pail Kids. Oh, that's, that's like from the 80s, right? They're, yeah, but it's been going, still going on since okay. the 80s. Okay. They've, they've, you can still go buy them today. Okay. Like in the packet, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. Uh, first announced back in 2021 when it was said it would be a family-friendly show for the Mac streaming service. As it turns out, it's not going to be so family-friendly anymore. Uh, of course not. <laughs> uh, we're I don't think they're ever family-friendly. They had some sort of subversive edge to them, right? Kevin Costner's film Horizon Part 1 and Part 2, or Chapter 1 and Chapter 2, I should say, will mm-hmm. be released two months apart. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Chapter 1, a Horizon and American Saga Chapter 1 will be arriving theaters June 28th, with the second one coming out August 16th. The third film is currently undated and expected production after the strike is resolved, and the fourth film uh, will as well. That's crazy. Like, two months apart. I mean, there's some people that go, yeah. go twice a year. You know what I mean? But, you know, you and I will be And it's going to be for Kevin Costner. Okay. Well, KK. KC. 
Him Costner. The Boogeyman director of Stephen King's The Boogeyman, which oh. is on available on Hulu, and be the movie we watch for next week's yeah. podcast, is the director wants a stab at a different Stephen King movie that's already been released. Actually, it was a miniseries, The Langoliers. Aaron The Langoliers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to have it on the double VHS. Oh, yeah, yeah, you didn't? Yeah, that's, that's really cool, though. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of, as of, let me see, let me, let me make sure, make sure the date. I don't want to, what? Did you Tommy Knockers? Oh, yeah, Tommy Knockers. Yeah. I've watched everything that had the name Stephen King on mm-hmm. it, bro. Like, literally, I don't think there's, if there's a movie that was invented that uh, Stephen King was in and I didn't see it, I, I don't know how that could even be possible. Yeah. I don't even know. Well, you know the high here will be on Saturday? 58. Wow. Okay, that has nothing to do with what we're <laughs> talking about, bro. Sorry. Uh, the writer's strike is officially over. They have signed the documents. The uh, 2023 WGA lasted 148 days, has finally ended with a ratified deal uh, two days ago. Writers fought for fair pay, regulations of AI, better streaming residuals, and transparency in streaming numbers. I'm glad they did that. Honestly, I think that's that's some really important Um now we're seeing the, the actors back to work too, right? Hey, do you want to know who uh, is playing Jimmy Olsen, Perry White, Clark Kent's parents, and Lois Lane? What we will tell me they say this and announce after the strike. As soon as the strike's <laughs> over, you will know who all those people are. Um, Chris Hemsworth, uh, at this point, I hate to tell you guys this. No longer will be playing Hulk Hogan in the Hulk Hogan biopic. In fact, it's not Chris Hemsworth's fault. Netflix missed the date to film the movie, to start the production of the film, and the rights have gone back to Todd Phillips and Hulk Hogan. Todd Phillips being the director of The Hangover? Todd Phillips, the writer and director of The Joker? And the hangover. Yeah. That's the guy who's writing. Okay. That wrote. Okay. <laughs> the whole Kogan movie. So they have the rights. And last but not least, Chris, what's the biggest movie this weekend coming out this weekend? Coming out this Oh, yeah. It's Taylor Swift's Harris. Of course. As I saw, I was looking at movies. Taylor Swift has already pre sold $150 million. Can you fucking believe it? It's gonna be the biggest movie of the year. One of the biggest. Or movies. a concert, you get to sit in a theater to watch. Yeah, uh, I you know on the other podcast that you recognize, we talked about uh, Taylor Swift's uh, record Evermore. It's all right, <laughs> but, but I can't imagine. Uh, I can't imagine. I looked at the um, AMC app the other day. Well, that means Taylor Swift's like what thirty four now, thirty five, thirty three, thirty three. All right. So these people have been following her since she was 14. I, I can't imagine what that does to a person, by the way. Like, as in the, I mean, uh, I, I followed Marilyn Manson my entire life. You followed Bob Dylan your entire no, life. Not until I was like 20. Oh, we'll see. But that's still like 35 years. <laughs> I'm 20, uh, I was like maybe 17 years. But yeah, uh, I, I can't imagine as a, as a young person being 14 and then being followed mm-hmm. everywhere. For the rest of your life, it's crazy. But oh yeah, there's no way I could not do that. Yeah, yeah. But Chris, finally, after all the big 
things and problems we had. That's the news. Let's move on to the whole ass movie. That was the movies don't stuck in some of them news. I read Chris a bunch of stuff. He didn't get mad at me, so therefore I'll do it again next week. All right, we're talking. There saw- is one news story. There is uh, there is one news story I totally forgot to read. Okay, and it involves what we're about to talk about. Okay, Saw Ten beat Spiral's record in ten days. Of course it did. Of course it beat did. its entire box office. Spiral's entire box office in ten days. Now let's talk about Saw Ten. Saw 10, directed by uh, Kevin Gregert. He directed Saw X and also Saw 3D and Saw 6. And he's and this is directed the new one. This is written by Pete Goldfinger and Josh Stolberg. This stars the inevitable Tobin Bell's John Kramer slash Jigsaw. I had literally driven myself to suicide. Also, Shawnee Smith as Amanda Young. Someone's your test, detective. Also, Stephen Brand is Parker Sears. You know what I see? Fear. It also stars Snow Macanillan as Cecilia Peterson, Renata Vaca as Gabrietta, Joshua Akamoto as Diego, Octavio, Octavio Hinojosa as Mateo, uh, Paulette Hernandez as Valentina, and Costas Mandalore as Hoffman. You know, once we get into the storyline for Saw 10. John Kramer is back. The most chilling installment of the Saw franchise yet explores the untold chapter of Jigsaw's most personal game. Set between the events of Saw 1 and 2, a sick and desperate John travels to Mexico for a risky and experimental medical procedure in hopes of a miracle cure for his cancer. Only to discover the entire operation is a scam to defraud him the most vulnerable. Armed with a newfound purpose, John returns to his work, turning the tables on the con artists in his signature pastoral way through a series of ingenious and terrifying traps. This is probably my second favorite song movie. It is a really good song. So you didn't, wait a minute. So wait a minute. Let, let's talk about this. So out of all these songs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If this is your second favorite, what's your first favorite? The saw. Really? Yeah, it's it's just it's just the genius, like the genius that started all of this, right? Like like the first one's really good, and I I kind of have to give that give it up for the first one, you know. I think this would be my third favorite because I like two. I'm oh, yeah. a really big fan of two what's when you actually two? get to. What's your second favorite? Number two is with Donnie Wahlberg. Where yeah, I know what two is, but what, what's your second favorite song movie? Two. What's your first favorite song it's movie? One, two, and ten. Okay. I'll go one, two, ten. Okay. I like one and two together yeah. because I feel like it tells a single story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they knew what they were talking yeah. about and what they were doing mm-hmm. in that movie. Um, but man, this man, this is a good one. Yeah. I mean, I know I heard the director or the the original writer of the Saw movies be like, man, the worst thing we ever did was give him cancer and kill him. <laughs> but that was the whole point of having Tobin Bell. That was just like that was Jiggy's thing. You know what I mean? But um, this uh, it, if you guys like the Saw movies, you'll they'll find a uh the you know the the gruesome deaths are here. 
You know, like it was, that's why we watch them to see crazy shit like this and some real uh, funky shit. But you know, you think about Jigsaw, and this is sort of a you get up close and personal with them in this one, right? Right. You yes. you kind of you learn more about him. You learn more about his mission in life. Um, and the thing is, it is just a good story about Jigsaw himself and how he actually, I feel like it finally gave you, what's the best way to say this? It finally gave you his, not not his inspiration, but that like how his empathy works and how his mind works. Yeah. Because in this one, he made it very clear that I don't. I don't kill anybody. Yeah. I don't kill anybody. Yeah. He, I'm not a murderer. Yeah. Uh, which is, I mean, which essentially is true in this aspect, but, but y- y- it's, it's a, it's a good movie. It's also twisted in the way that you want to be twisted. You know, like, like it's, it's, it can be scary, but I really like the time we spent with John Kramer. Honestly, like, like Tobin Bell's great. And I really love to like the focus on him in this movie. Yeah. yeah, and to be honest, it was just really cool. And then uh, Shawnee um, uh, Smith, Shawnee Smith, uh, when she shows up, is amazing. Uh, I don't know how they made, you know, a fifty-two-year-old woman look like she did when she was. And I was looking at too. I was, I was like, I was like, they they just said, should we de-age her? Nah, let's just not do that. And I was like, let's okay. not do that. Yeah. Uh, so that was a little strange to me, but uh, I like Shawnee Smith. She's she's an actress, and so is so is really everyone in this movie. Honestly, yeah. And another thing about this movie is it it does give you that sensation of like Saw One, Saw Two, where you think you know what's going on, you, just, you think you know what's going on, but then it gets to the end, and there's that twist, and you're, gonna, you're just like, and you're gonna squirm, you're gonna squirm while watching this. Be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'd be like, you're gonna, oh. yeah, yeah, you're gonna squirm during the parts that you're supposed to squirm at. Like, this is very effective in that aspect of it. Um, I'm just gonna say, because the poster kind of ruins it, so I'm just gonna put it right okay. out though. Those are vacuums. Yeah, I people. thought I, I thought they were. Um, Those are vacuums on the eyeballs. No, I thought they were. I thought they were um like uh, light bulbs. So you know the light the long light bulbs, the halogen bulb. Ooh, yeah, tube light bulbs. Yeah. I I totally understand. I that. thought that was with the vacuum. I totally tubes. understand that. Yeah. I mean, it was a beautifully done movie. It was saw to it's done. Uh, Tobin Bell. Uh, I'm glad that he gets to have these good movies. I mean, how old is he now? Like seventy something. Yeah, Tobin Bell's not not young. You know, he has small he is part. Not young. He. Yeah, go ahead. What's that? He had a, he had he a... was born 1942. God damn! I only got a calculator right here. So keep going. Really? You, why do I need a calculator? You just add eight to forty-two, which is fifty. That makes him fifth. That makes him at fifty-eight. So then you add twenty-three to fifty-eight. It's eighty-one. Good job. <laughs> Way to go. Way to go. Today, people, we taught Chris how to do math. Yeah. Um. But Tobin Bell, he's uh, he's eighty-one years old, but he is still kind of spry, honestly. If after doing this movie, this movie may also it it has surprisingly. The first movie I think was real heart in it. I think, you know, like, you know what? This movie does have a lot of heart. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. This is one of the biggest heart saw movies that I think we've uh, that that's been out there. And to be honest, on t- top of that, um, this is the longest running 
Saw movie. It is. It's almost two hours long. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, how are they gonna fill it up? And they fill it up nicely. They. It's like a. It's like a two parter. You know, like like I like the. I I like that part of it. I like that part of it. I like I like the way this thing is run. I like the surprises it gives you. I I like the whole thing. I was a big big fan of Saw X. Uh, I didn't think I liked right. it, but I was a big fan of it. I I was a big fan of like. Uh, Tobin Bell's character, what he went through, um, you know, is showing everything he was going through through cancer and that he got hope because somebody was selling him, um, lack of a better term, snake oil. Yep. You know, where if you don't know what snake oil is, it's someone's false hope would be yeah. the best way to say it. False hope. Mm-hmm. And right when he got to the point where he's like, man, uh, <laughs> I just, I just love it because be honest, this is the first time, and this was actually stated as one of my facts. This is the first time we ever seen John Kramer as the protagonist. Yeah, you sort of, you sort of root for for Jiggy in this one. <laughs> I mean, I was. Um, I know uh, there's this group of people that sat right next to me in the movie theater. They sat, you know, there's all these empty roll, yeah. rows, <laughs> and of course, they sit three seats down for me. And I think they're going to question about ever sitting on any, <laughs> sitting next to anybody else at a horror movie ever again. Cause, um, cause my reaction to horror folks, it's new, new is laughs. Not, I laugh hysterically like Joker laugh. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like that. And it scares people. <laughs> and, uh, this totally scared the hell out of them. So it was hilarious. But yeah, guys, if you like the song movies, that this is a different one, but it's just it's it's really good. It's a really good soft film, and uh, I haven't seen a soft film in a long time that I really liked. And this one, I was happy walking out of it. There's a mid credit scene, so hang out for hang out for the credits if you want to see that. Um, oh yeah, I, I totally. I had to look that up. I was like, I was like, there's no way they're gonna mid credit see me. Yeah, they're gonna mid credit see me. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do that every movie. Like as the credits rolling, like. Should I stick around on my phone and find out? But I should do that beforehand. So, but I really liked Saw X. And uh, yeah, I was I was a big fan. To be honest, Saw One, Saw Two, and Saw X. Like the other ones, they kind of got weird with it, mm-hmm. or they kind of got like because they had to figure a little, out a little convoluted with the other ones. I feel like yeah, yeah. Some of them kind of like they had they're trying to figure it out because you know they had to figure out how to do it. How to uh, top the now first, that yeah, and this now one now that uh. He was dead because he had cancer and stuff like that. And so it was them trying to figure out how to do that for most of the movies. And by any means, this one, they didn't have to do that. They're mm-hmm. like, hey, this is in between Saw 1, Saw 2. Boom. Good. Guess what? Give me one more. Yeah, yeah. Give me one more. Just Give one me more. Saw 11. Yeah, do yeah. another one with just Tobin Bell being Jigsaw. And, like, he got in a bad accident or he got in a, you know, <laughs> This happened because of this, and and I'm down for it. And to be honest, I don't care if they go in order. I don't care. <laughs> just do a brand new redo, reboot the whole Saw franchise. Just do it with Tobin Bell being Jigsaw and us rooting for him get killing all the bad I'm guys. I'm with you on that one. Are you? All see- right, let's do some quotes and let's get it this one out of okay. here. All right. You know how I write things in the dark? <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
your advice to me is to die easy. I want to play a game. <laughs> good, good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Was, yeah. Good luck, John. I'm rooting for you. So, Mr. Kramer, what do you do for a living? <laughs> <laughs> your son is rising again. We will make sure. All right. Where are you going? To hell? Live or die. The choice is yours. Detective, I, I need uh, your help. Detective, I need your help of locating people who are in need of our services. <laughs> Get some rest. You're going to fucking need it. I would really like to believe you. You have a chance to prove yourself. That's a good plan, but you're really going to need to listen to the rules to pull that one off. There was no healing going on there, bitch. Everyone deserves the opportunity to redeem themselves, you know, like you did. Begging won't help. Believe me, a lot of people have tried that one. <laughs> you guys are fucking insane. We're sick, these people. Kill the false hope. <laughs> New game we have. You die. Fuck you. Come on, John. Do the scary voice. I want to play a game. <laughs> I promise one way or another, you will all work out the plan. All right, now what's your score in this? Dude, it has to be 4.5. This was probably, it's one of the best Saw movies that happen in the entire franchise movies. And it wasn't too... Now, it did do your gore. It has your gore. So your gore fans are going to be mm -hmm. a little happy. But it did lean a lot on the story. Yeah. We had a good story for Saw. And a great surprise. Yeah. When it gets to the point where you're like, man, this is how they're ending it? No, it's not how they're ending <laughs> it. They're going to they're gonna flip it on you because it's Saw. Yeah. Uh, mine's a 4.3. I, I, this is probably one of the better Saw sequels. I mean, probably do my favorite. Saw sequel. So, uh, guys, if if you guys are thinking Saw is just right out of steam, you're wrong. This is something completely different than you expect, and I'm glad it got made, honestly. I think it's perfect for this. Yeah, this is the Saw movie to end the Saw movies. Mm -hmm. If this ends it, great. Yeah, because it's great. Great. That ends it. That's awesome. But, I mean, it's not like there's other franchises that have, like, 14 movies <laughs> or anything out there. I mean, like, what? We got Michael Myers. Yeah. We got Jigsaw. We have VHS now yeah, is yeah. up to six. You know, Freddy Cougar's what? What? What's Freddy Cougar at? I don't know how many Freddy. There's like gotta be like ten, right? Eight. There's seven Freddy Cougars, and mm. then there's Freddy versus Jason, so that's eight. And then the remake, so it's yeah. nine. Nine okay. Freddy Cougars. So it's like, geez, we're we got we're some people need a we're some we need some more Hellraisers people. <laughs> we need a bunch of more Hellraisers. What else? What horror movie series have we not seen in a while that needs to be Prom Night? Bring back the Prom Night series. Um, what else? What else? They have Hills. They had like three of those, didn't they? Yeah, I, I think only one was released in theaters though. Okay, and then um. I mean, Jeepers Creepers, they're up to like 17 of those, oh right? Oh, God. I don't know. Hellraiser, I think, is on 104. <laughs> yeah. 
right. But anyway, keep it going if they're going to be this good. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. So, uh, I'm going to run to the com. What is the audience score for Sonic has to be 85%. It's 90%. 90%? Yeah. Audience, audience says, audience says, adding dimension to the franchise main characters while still leaving plenty of room for the gruesomely graphic horror these movies are known for. Sonic might be the best sequel in the series so far. Nice. I, uh, I want that doll. I want the doll. Uh, yeah, I want the jigsaw doll. You can find it, dude. Uh, go to and I'll put it like right there, <laughs> just so it stares at us the whole time. What's the credit score for Saw X? Eighty-three. Eighty percent. Pretty close, but certified fresh at eighty percent. Um, nice. Yeah, great consensus is led by a franchise best performance from Tobin Bell. Saw X reinvigorates the series with an installment that is a surprising amount of heart to go all, all, with all the gore. All right, I'm going to read a good review and a bad review. Bad review by Charles Brunsicko of Inside Hook. He says, X streams camera like a tragic hero instead of a complete maniac with a thing for a Rube Goldberg homicide. And swears by the wobbly, wobbly moral mechanism he believes with balance of soul's ledger. Whatever. Um, this is a good review from Joshua Rothkopf of the Los Angeles Times. He says, Tobin Bell's half-cracked grandeur boosted by Shawnee Smith's skewed stares of adoration Sends the movies into loopy goodness. Saw X Men is the best one to start off with, but it's hard to imagine a better one to end with. Which Neil was saying, better. It's a be- better good one to end. Saw Saga with. And um, I agree. This is Yeah, if this ends the Saw Saga, then it does. Uh, at least it ended up on a good note because this one's already made more money than Spiral. Um, and it, it it was a good outing by Tobin Bell, man. I mean, he's I am, so good I am, in this. I love Tobin. He Bell. was so good in this, yeah. and I was I was a big fan. I will be watching this one right after the moment it comes out. I'll be watching this one again. Guys, I, I think we're good. Uh, you can find us online. I think that's yeah. it, man. Next week will be Boogeyman and uh, Exorcist Believer. Um, so uh, you guys can find us online movies on site.net. We're at uh, w2mnet.com. That's W number two M is movies net.com. You'll find us there following a bunch of other podcasts. Uh, we're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash on podcast. We're on Twitter at MTS podcast. We're on Instagram MTS podcast. We're also on Patreon, Patreon.com slash on suck. We're on bonfire, bonfire, something to do. You'll find our shirts and stuff in there. Uh, if you guys want to send us an old fashioned email, it's info movies don't suck.net or movies don't suck at podcast at gmail.com. And where you find podcasts from movies don't suck. And something they do. Neil, what what are your small businesses again? For small businesses, we'll be more than happy to promote you right here on this podcast, free of charge. All you got to do is send us some information anywhere that Chris just said, and we'll be more than happy to give you out to our thousands of our listeners or millions of followers right here on Movies That Don't Suck and Something To Do. Good. You ready to head out? Let's get her. That's another episode of Movies Don't Suck and Something To Do. My name's Neil. And I'm Chris. And remember, guys, don't forget, no matter what VHS you put in, make sure to label all your tapes, because if not, you could be playing a game that's not good. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs>